0: Starts and sits for week six. Let's talk about it. Okay, so first, I'm going to talk about someone that most people are probably starting anyway, but Raheem Mostert. Mostert is this year's RB2 in PPR leagues, which is definitely surprising. And I don't see him losing his crown this week. This week he gets a Carolina team that has given up the 7th most rushing yards per game at around 140. And with Devon Achan hitting IR, I think is going to be relied on the way he was in the beginning of the year. He should get close to 70% of the snaps, and even if Savon Ahmed or Jeff Wilson play this game, they're not going to give him any competition for touches. He's averaging a staggering 5.4 yards per carry. He already has eight touchdowns on the year. He has two games where he's gone over 100 scrimmage yards, so he's definitely their best runner. And I think Mike McDaniel is going to make sure he gets the ball into his speedster's hands. Next on my list, Isaiah Pacheco. Pacheco's the RB13 on the year in PPR leagues, which is surprising as well. But over the last three weeks, he's been the RB8, and tomorrow he gets a juicy matchup against the Denver Broncos. The Broncos allow the most rushing yards per game, and it's not even close. They give up nearly 188 yards per game, and I think the next closest team gives up about 154. So the Chiefs are going to attack the Broncos on the ground. And with Travis Kelsey ailing and none of the wide receivers really separating themselves from the group, I have to think the Chiefs are going to rely on their running game. Like I mentioned, over these last three weeks, Pacheco's stock has really gone up. He scored a touchdown in three straight games and has over 300 scrimmage yards during that time span. He's also gotten close to 60% of the snaps, and I can see him getting close to, if not exceeding that percentage tomorrow. He's also had a role in the passing game, which is something we did not see last year. He has about two receptions per game, and he has 68 yards over the last three weeks. So hopefully he continues to be involved in that facet of the game, but I think no matter what, you have to start him. My last start of the week is Jordan Addison. With Justin Jefferson hitting IR this week, there's going to be a lot of targets up for grabs in this offense. And I'm sure TJ Hawkinson and KJ Osborne are going to absorb a lot of that, but it wouldn't be surprising if Addison separates himself from the group and becomes the number one receiver in this offense. I mean, he was drafted in the first round for a reason. He already has three touchdowns on the year, and this week he gets a great matchup in Chicago. Chicago allows the second most passing yards per game at around 286, so I have to think Minnesota's going to attack him through the air aside from a dud in week four where he had no catches he's been pretty involved in the offense and i can see his snap share increasing pretty substantially up until now he was third behind kj osborne and justin jefferson but look for that to change the one concern i have with him is his size he's 5'11", 175 so he's not the biggest receiver but if he can hold up he has a chance to return a lot of value moving over to sits my first sit of the week is javante williams there's a lot not to like about Javante Williams this week. He's going up against a Kansas City team that allows the 11th fewest rushing yards per game. Not to mention he's coming off of an injury. He just had a hip flexor strain. He also had a quad issue. And even though he's off of the injury report, it's hard to trust him. Let's not forget about how crowded this backfield is now with Jaleel McLaughlin's emergence. I think McLaughlin is definitely going to stay involved. We're going to see Samaji Piran involved on passing downs. And I can see Williams maybe getting first or second down work at best. And even if he does, he really hasn't done much with his opportunities this year. He's averaging a paltry 3.6 yards per carry, and he's the RB44 on the year. He's even behind McLaughlin, who's the RB26 on the year. So the only way I see him salvaging his fantasy day is if he falls into the end zone, or if he has a big play of some sort, but... I just don't see those things happening. Kansas City's gonna run up the score in this game, Denver's gonna have to throw the ball to stay in this game, and I can see Williams being phased out. Also, coming off of an injury, you just never really know what his workload is gonna be, and this is a guy that's never had more than a 45% share of the snap, so there's a lot to not like in this situation. If you can pivot and look elsewhere, I definitely would. My next set of the week is Alexander Madison. Madison has seen his snap share and his rush attempts dropped in three straight weeks. And last week, I hope was the bottom because he only got 51% of the snaps. And I think Cam Akers is gonna continue to be involved This week they go up against a Chicago defense that's allowed the 12th fewest rushing yards per game. And like I mentioned earlier, they're definitely more vulnerable through the air. So I can see Minnesota attacking them that way. Not to mention, Madison is yet to score a rushing touchdown this year. He does have two receiving scores, but kind of concerning for a running back. And with Justin Jefferson now on IR, teams are definitely going to stack the boxes a little bit more. If you do have an option to look elsewhere, I would really consider it. At this point, I think he's at best an RB3. And it doesn't help that he leads the league in drops with three. He is tied with a lot of people, but not very encouraging. My last hit of the week is Jerome Ford. Jerome Ford could be in a tough spot this week. He's going up against the 49ers, who allow the second fewest rushing yards per game, right around 64. And I think my biggest concern for him is the fact that Deshaun Watson may not play this game. And we all saw what happened last week when the rookie out of UCLA took the helm. It got ugly in a hurry. I think P.J. Walker is going to start for the Browns should Watson miss this game, but even if this ends up being somewhat of a game, it's still going to be tough to trust Ford. He's seen his carries decrease three weeks straight, and we've seen more involvement from Kareem Hunt and Pierre Strong, and I don't see that stopping. At this point, I'd view him more as a leader of the committee rather than an RB1 in this offense, so if you have another option this week, I would strongly consider it as well. Those are my starts and sits for week six. Thanks so much for watching. Please subscribe and let me know your thoughts heading into week six in the comments below.